0: Podcast, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about the Battle of Yorama in 1937, uh, which was uh, another of the key struggles in the Spanish Civil War with the objective of seizing the capital of Spain, Madrid. Now, uh, previously on the podcast, uh, probably about a week or so ago, I talked about the race to defend Madrid um, as Franco and the generals swept across Spain uh, from uh, the west and the south. The uh, battle to defend Madrid, the first battle to defend Madrid, was ultimately successful uh, on the part of the republican forces who prevented a uh, fascist breakthrough, and this was in part due to the arrival of the international brigades particularly the British battalion of the International Brigade. At the Battle of Yurama, the uh, International Brigades, the British, the Americans uh, and other brigades were uh, devastated by inadequate equipment, training, uh, weaponry, and they faced far superior odds from the uh, nationalist forces, the Regulare, the um, indigenous Spanish troops, the uh, African troops, the Moors as they were referred to, and also large numbers of uh, Italian uh, troops and uh, a lesser number of uh, Germans, but both were equipped with modern aircraft, artillery and armour, and were vast, vast assistance to Franco and uh, the other generals. Part of the uh, the story of the international brigades at Yurama was the equipping of them by the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union, as we'll explore in uh, a bit here, um, far from being able to, or initially even willing to, uh, supply uh, state-of-the-art military equipment, which the Soviet Union was more than capable of manufacturing in 1937. Uh, Rifles and um, other items of equipment were um, arrived in an ad hoc and piecemeal manner. And when they did, some were at least 50 years old. They were often rusted. Uh, they came from a variety of sources, some had been uh, seized from the Austro-Hungarian Empire during the First World War, some had been seized from the Ottoman Empire during the Russo-Turkish War uh, of 1876-78, and had been mouldering in warehouses all the way through the Russian Revolution, the Russian Civil War, and into the Stalinist era, so they were essentially good for nothing some of them fired um, 11mm bullets which were virtually impossible to come by Um, a a gauge of um, bullet which had been uh, rendered almost obsolete and uh, they were accompanied by often pre World War One uh, Maxim style machine guns. I actually, nothing as eff- effective as a Maxim machine gun. There were former military men among the international brigades. Um, George Orwell, whilst having not been a, a military man when he fought with the the Pum, uh, the uh, anarchists, um, he had been a policeman in Burma and knew how to use a sidearm, and he looked. Um, briefly at these uh, the, the, the collection of weapons that were presented when they came in crates and uh, rolled his eyes in despair. In part, this was the Soviets clearing out the, the junk in their warehouses. Um, Voroshilov, the defence minister, thought it was a rather great dumping ground for useless Soviet equipment, which um, does make you wonder what the motivations for uh, assembling the International Brigades were in the first place. The International Brigades uh, were, as we discussed previously, really the invention of Comintern. The Soviets knew that um, a Soviet army in Spain would be impossible and untenable. But an intervention um, using the, the um, fellow traveller movement of uh, communists and uh, sympathisers, those who are allied to left wing causes, and those who simply uh, viewed the defence of a representative democracy in Spain as worth fighting for, this was uh, a great way of assembling a force that didn't involve direct military intervention by the Soviets. So the fact that they were so poorly equipped does raise certain interesting question marks. It might possibly have been that Stalin uh, imagined that the Republic would be able to equip this volunteer force. However, Stalin was well aware of the blockade um, and he was well aware of the fact that um, arms were embargoed to the Republic and the fact that Hitler and Mussolini both were breaking this embargo to help the nationalists. So that one doesn't stand up to close scrutiny. So why assemble the manpower without the equipment? Well, it's entirely possible. One thesis is that Stalin didn't really want the republic to win the civil war. He didn't want Hitler and his allies in the guise of Franco to win it either. Instead, a long and bloody stalemate that would um, take attention the, the the kind of the attention the preoccupation of all of Europe to Spain was the ideal outcome, creating essentially a Vietnam in Spain for Hitler to be dragged into. This was uh, perhaps what Stalin really sought to achieve. Because Stalin was under no illusions, even though the international brigades were heavily policed by Stalinists, there was virtually no chance of there being a Stalinist puppet government in uh, the Spanish Republic should the Republic be victorious. Instead, you might wind up with something far worse in Stalin's eyes, a um, social democratic uh, popular front government where the communists were unable to get a foothold uh, or to fully control it, and instead, all manner of social democrats who, in Stalin's eyes, were often more dangerous and suspicious than fascists could ever be. So, creating a republic like that, or propping up a republic like that in Spain, was not exactly what Stalin wanted either. Later on, the Soviets do supply. Military equipment which is uh, reasonably useful. They do supply artillery, tanks, and send uh, air power, this and their own fighter pilots and planes to Spain. So, again, the question here is that was this to do with Stalin's um, malfeasance and Kenning, or is the fact that? a poor quality of arms was sent to Spain initially later followed by reasonably good quality stuff does it tell you more about the the kind of the picture of the Soviet Union that Sheila Fitzpatrick paints in her book Everyday Stalinism which is one where utopian ideology meets everyday incompetence, graft, uh, corruption, disorganisation and general chaos, um, a chaotic country that uh, Stalinism hasn't really done very much on a grassroots level to turn into a, uh, a modern and efficient society. I think that's possibly the, the real answer here, that inevitably uh, the Soviet Union uh, was in the habit Uh, of exporting its own chaotic practices. And if you look at the way in which um, the Soviet armies were routed in 1941, and the poorly equipped and um, terrified, poorly led, demoralised Soviet armies, it seems hardly surprising that the uh, Soviet Union would have created a volunteer force overseas, which responded or was treated in roughly the same way, the same amount of disdain, disinterest and overall chaos. When Franco had originally failed, uh, well, not so much Franco as his um, general uh, subordinate uh, Emilio Mola, who had placed Madrid under siege, when the siege had failed and it had been impossible to uh, simply storm into the city. It was too well defended by uh, the Republic and the international brigades between them. Franco had decided that the only other strategy was to encircle the city and to starve it out. So the Yarama River was very important in this regard. It flowed about 11 kilometers south of the city and it was essential to cross from the west bank uh, to the east and then seize the madrid valencia highway, which would have cut Madrid off completely. In his book Spain in Our Hearts, Adam Hochschild uh, describes the nationalist troops. He says, The majority of the attackers would be Moors and Spanish foreign legionnaires, the two much-feared groups that formed the core of the nationalist army. Although the Moors were demonised by the Republicans, they were themselves victims of extreme privation, almost uh, entirely illiterate, with few prospects of employment. They had been drawn um, to the army from impoverished Moroccan villages in a time of severe drought by a hefty enlistment bonus of cash and food that promised survival for their families. The Foreign Legion was famous for its battle cry, Viva la Muerte, or Long Live Death, and its brutal discipline. All officers and sergeants carried a small whip, and if a commander deemed a soldier disobedient or cowardly, he had the right to execute him on the spot. The attacking nationalist troops would be equipped with the latest German arms, including the uh, 88mm artillery pieces. This extremely accurate gun, originally developed as an anti-aircraft weapon, was being used in battle for the first time in Spain. The nationalists and their Nazi allies would quickly learn that with the proper shells, it could be just as effective for long-range bombardment or penetrating the armour of tanks. Firing 15 to 20 high-velocity rounds per minute, it would become the most famous artillery piece of the Second World War, a versatile weapon that uh, Allied soldiers dreaded. The, the Spanish Civil War was turning out to be a superb laboratory for Hitler. The attack began on February the 6, 1937, and the Nationalists uh, mauled the Republican side Uh, killing over uh, and wounding over a thousand soldiers within the first couple of days. They came very close to the madrid valencia road. The uh, commanders of the Republican side uh, quickly raced in new troops, principally the international brigades, though in doing so they must have known that they were bringing in troops that were barely trained. Hi,
1: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
0: The uh, British Battalion included the sculptor Jason Gurney, who went by the name Pat, and his war memoirs are very revealing. Um, again, Adam child in his book uh, talks quite extensively about Pat Gurney, um, who was, would eventually be wounded at Yorama and never, um, never work as a sculptor again. Um, the... Experience of Gurney arriving at the Valencia uh, Road um, was described by Adam Hoxchild as, um, it was here that Pat Gurney and his comrades were sent, ordered forward through rain-soaked olive groves under heavy nationalist artillery fire. The volunteers were relieved to have rifles at last. We began to feel like men again, and something of the spirit of the Crusade came back to us, Gurney wrote. Had I realised that one half of our company would be dead within the next 24 hours, I might have felt differently. It's interesting always to see things from the perspective of uh, an international brigader. The uh, poor levels of uh, training and equipment were highly demoralising. Men had often little to eat, uh, very poor accommodation, uh, very um, thin and inadequate clothes for cold weather. Uh, If you're not a a native of Spain, it's often uh, compelling to think of it as a hot uh, Mediterranean country, but in uh, large parts of the country and in particular seasons, it certainly isn't. It can be uh, cold and rainy and quite miserable. The difficulty that the um, brigaders had as well was they actually couldn't go home. Once they were under military discipline, and they were warned about this um, before that when they reached Spain, and before, once they were under military discipline, they were um, considered to be a soldier like anybody else, and Desertion carried with it the the penalty of death. Not that any, uh, well, a great many of the uh, brigaders were inspired to desert, that was a comparatively um, rare event. There were members of the International Brigade, by and large, who believed in the fight and were motivated once they were equipped with the, the right gear so they could actually um, actually fight. And the those who survived gradually learned more about fighting, but it was a, a terrifying ordeal of learning about warfare on the job. As the international brigaders marched to the front line, they could hear the hammering, the booming. Of uh, the ominous booming of nationalist artillery in the distance, and see uh, nationalist and republican fighter aircraft weaving against one another in the skies above them. The British were able to see to their uh, right um, French and Belgian battalions. And whilst there was a high degree of morale, basic equipment such as uh, maps. Compasses, in order to navigate the battlefield, uh, were in short supply uh, or non-existence. It was very difficult to communicate with other battalions because of language uh, problems. There were a short supply of linguists and there was virtually no field communications uh, to speak of. Units had uh, machine guns that jammed. Uh, rifles that were rusted. They required four or five different kinds of bullet because of the different kinds of weapon. Um, There's an interesting story about uh, the Italian campaign during the Second World War and uh, battles such as Monte Cassino and Anzio, whereas the um, British-Americans French, New Zealanders, Indians, Poles and so on and so forth had um, all sorts of different kinds of equipment and hardware. The Germans defending just had one um, and they, their standardised equipment made it much easier for them to fight. When uh, belt-fed machine guns were introduced, some of the ammunition didn't fit the, gun, uh, the guns at all. Um, the British battalion, showing its inexperience, took the high ground. Uh, It was assumed that if they did that, then they would have vantage points to see the enemy coming, but what in reality happened was that they were on a a, a barren hilltop and took three hours non-stop of artillery bombardment, so much so that the hilltop was renamed Suicide Hill. They liked spades and digging equipment and entrenching tools, and so um, didn't uh, or weren't able to dig foxholes or uh, trenches, and therefore um, lacked really the, the knowledge and expertise about what to do uh, when there was incoming artillery. Gurney wrote about the advancing Moors in his memoirs. He said it was terrifying to watch the uncanny ability of the Moorish infantry to exploit the slightest fold in the ground, which could be used for cover. It was uh, a formidable opposition to be faced by a coalition of city-bred young men with no experience of war, no idea of how to find cover on an open hillside, and no competence as marksmen. By the end of the first day, the British had lost 125 out of their 400 men. The field hospitals, inadequate, were completely overwhelmed. There were countless head injuries because many of the soldiers uh, didn't have helmets, or the helmets were uh, weak and inadequate, Um, And the need for the disposal of bodies quickly, uh, a lack of grave diggers, um, meant that some of the bodies were burned and others were simply deposited in a mass grave. When the British withdrew, they were replaced by the American uh, Abraham Lincoln Battalion the choice of name was uh, not accidental Um, Abraham Lincoln was the US president obviously who stood up uh, in the eyes of the uh, brigade, the American brigaders, uh, against a, a military insurrection against a democratically elected republic. So his veneration was seen as quite appropriate. The battalion was led by an American called Bob Merriman who had spent time in Moscow. When he got to Spain, he joined the Spanish Communist Party and became the second-in-command um, second of the battalion, um, and then eventually, uh, during the uh, battle, the inadequacies of the battalion's actual commander uh, placed Merriman in charge. Merriman had been in the ROTC, the Reserve Officer Training Corps for non-American listeners, and... Um, and had uh, at, well, he'd been in college, and had been uh, an officer in the U.S. Army Reserve, and this meant that he had a basic understanding of how to use a rifle, a pistol, and a hand grenade, and he was able to actually train some of the Lincoln Battalion in um, the, the very basics of soldiering. The Republic was careful that the new battalions, such as the Americans, weren't able to fully appreciate how badly uh, return, retreating battalions, such as the British or retiring battalions, had been devastated uh, by the fighting. As the Americans made their way to the front, um, one particular horror story uh, was the uh, down to the disorganised nature of the Republican resistance, Um, two American trucks with uh, a dozen or so volunteers um, using the wrong maps, or perhaps no maps uh, at all, uh, turned off at the wrong junction and drove straight into Nationalist territory. The Nationalist generals had let it be known that all international brigaders uh, would be executed on the spot, and this is undoubtedly what happened to the two, uh, two trucks of American volunteers. On February the 27th, the American attack began. Uh, the, this was unexpected to Merriman. He didn't think that it was going to happen that day, and he knew that the men weren't ready, they weren't armed and properly equipped. Uh, Republican artillery had failed to destroy uh, nationalist positions or really adequately soften them up, um, and it had largely missed its targets, Uh, There was weak air cover. There were meant to be 20 Republican um, fighter bombers, but only three emerged. Um, New machine guns and armoured cars didn't arrive. The international brigades were promised an awful lot and received very little. And perhaps these uh, exaggerated promises were there merely to kind of encourage to get men in the field. The um, Republican uh, Spanish battalion um, that was on the uh, Lincoln Battalion's left, um, re- withdrew following heavy enemy fire, and Nationalist machine gunners um, were aiming for the, um, the Lincoln trenches. Merriman phoned uh, ra- um, brigade headquarters, where he was put on to a uh, superior officer, general from, uh, commander from Yugoslavia, who demanded that the Americans attack at all costs, and he also insisted that the Spanish hadn't actually withdrawn; that they had advanced far further than the uh, Americans, and that uh, any um, ch- any possibility of withdrawal would face with uh, an accusation of treason. The way of dealing with uh, the uh, with withdrawing troops. Under this essentially Stalinist system of uh, operating an army, was to accuse them of uh, the commander of espionage, uh, and that would mean uh, a quick court martial and execution. The political commissar for the un- international brigades, making sure that Stalinist orthodoxy was adhered to at least in part, was the French communist Andre Marty. Uh, Marty was uh, a known to Stalin; they had met and was about as suspicious, paranoid and ruthless. He was known for having um, international brigaders executed when he suspected them of having Trotskyite sympathies. So he was not a a person upon whose radar one wished to, uh, to, to feature. The Americans were mauled in a largely similar way to the British at the Battle of Yurama. Uh, and one of the, the great miracles of Yorama is that the, right, the uh, highway actually holds, that uh, Franco didn't seize uh, the uh, madrid valencia road, and Madrid once again had a stay of execution the british the americans french poles dutch belgians and and others combined with republican troops managed to gradually blunt the advance of nationalist forces and a simultaneous attack by the italians at guadalajara uh, on the northern side of madrid was also repulsed this was achieved with a terrific loss of life and following yorama um the equipment for the international brigades gradually improves. But it was the, the first brigadiers to go into or brigaders to go into battle that really um sacrificed themselves and did the the kind of the, the hard uh fighting with poor equipment and with uh, inadequate training and to lay the uh, groundwork for uh, the brigade fights for the following year, well, for the rest of um, uh, 1937 and 1938. Anyway, I hope you found this useful, and I'll catch you on the next Explaining
1: History podcast. Bye bye. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable.